0: Welcome to Avoid the Confusion, the podcast where we delve deep into the minds of top performers in their respective fields. I'm your host... Kenny Robinson. And each week, my goal is to bring you inspiring guests who will share their stories and strategies for success. Here at Avoid the Confusion, we believe that mental toughness is the key to achieving your goals. We explore the power of not giving up. We showcase the many failures and obstacles that are part of the journey towards success. So join us on this weekly journey of discovery as we bring you stories that show we are all human and that success is achievable with the right mindset and strategies. Get ready to be inspired to be the best version of yourself and. Buckle up and don't forget, this is Avoid the Confusion. Welcome back to Avoid the Confusion, everybody. Today, I got Bill Baker joining me. Bill is the owner of Surface Solutions and also Relentless Kitchen and Bath. He's a serial entrepreneur, dedicated husband, father of three, and uh, someone that I've looked up to for quite a while. In fact, he's known in the inner circles we both intermingle with is dollar bill Baker. He's always got some, <laughs> some, uh, dollar bills flying all out of the place. So, uh, I'm sure he's probably got plenty with him right yep, I knew it. There it is. There they are. But, uh, but Bill, man, thanks so much for coming on here with me, man. I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us
1: today. How you been? Yeah. I, I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, you know we've been i've known you now for a couple years part of the the tcc champion circle group through win consulting and uh you know it's been a wild ride since initially meeting you there and and going through our journey kind of together and that's kind of the meaning of the group is uh you know building bonds and friendships and obviously growing your business but my favorite part of that was meeting people like you and and working on our businesses together so it's been Really exciting for me to kind of grow alongside someone like you. And, you know, here we are. You were on my podcast a while ago. And now here I am full circle on yours. And it's it's cool to see the evolution of all of us collectively kind of doing our own thing, whatever that may be. Absolutely,
0: man. It's been a it's been a, a blessing for me to be surrounded by so many like-minded people. I say it all the time that if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Find you a team of people who push you towards those goals and everything. And then I want to share real quick before we get into uh, just, you know, general conversation, man, watching your growth over the last year has been inspiring to me the way you do your posting. I mean, everything about you has evolved immensely since I first made, and and I'm in the same boat as well, but seeing other people grow, especially the level you have, it is really inspiring and i think anybody out there who's looking to grow a business looking to achieve anything in life whether it's just to be a good husband or a good father you need to surround yourself with like-minded people who push you in that direction mm-hmm. and um but man tell me a little bit about uh surface solutions how long did you you acquired that since we
1: met correct yeah yeah that was an acquisition uh november of 2021 and okay. I've been with the win rate group since 2020 or maybe mid 2020 working with just Mike and then eventually got into the group and all that. And that was kind of, you know, uh, being a part of the group, TCC and just with the win rate family in general is kind of what helped me make that jump into an acquisition because I was in a partnership previous to that. So I had my remodeling or was a trim company at the time. And then I also had a partnership flooring company and the flooring company, you know, partnerships are difficult. And especially if you're inexperienced partnerships, Um, like we were, we both were, neither of us really had partnership experience. And so there was no partnership agreements or like, Hey, I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. We kind of just jumped into it. Like, Hey, this sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. And then at the end of the day, there was like no accountability for anybody. We didn't, you know, I was like, oh, I thought you were going to do this. I thought you were going to do this. And then nobody did it. And so the direction that that partnership was going for me was not ideal. It made me a little bit of money for a lot of bit of headaches. And there was really no fixing that, I felt. And so, you know, working with Mike, he kind of pushed me to like, hey, why don't you just exit that company? I was like, I could do that. <laughs> and so like working with him, he, he kind of guided me a little bit and ended up the countertop company came up uh, a, as a, an opportunity around the same time. And I was like, well, I don't have the money to just outright buy a big countertop business that's, you know, bigger than my existing company. And so through through some coaching calls and some little just, you know, going for it kind of feeling which we do as business owners sometimes we don't know what we're doing we just kind of pray for the best um and that's kind of what I did i took the i took the advice obviously of some you know trusted advisors but at the end of the day it was my responsibility and my willingness to to do it and so i ended up finding the funding or figuring out the funding for the purchase i acquired the company at the same time i walked away from the flooring company Um, free and clear. I just gave it to him. I didn't take a buyout. I just said, you know what? This isn't working. It's not fair to either of us. And he was more of the flooring professional than I was. And so I said, I don't want any hard feelings. So how about you just, you take it, you know, it's, it's your baby. It was his idea. And so here, just, it's yours. And I'm going to focus on just me. And so in November of 21, we kind of made that switch and it's been no looking back since. Everything has changed. Um, I mean, there's been ups and downs. I don't want to say like, it's just been awesome the whole time. Like there's been headaches, there's been stresses, there's been times where we've been broke, where I've had to, you know, I've had to move money around and like, I, I go through struggles just like anyone else. And I don't necessarily talk about that, you know, who nobody wants to brag about their failures. And so, yeah. you know, anyone that follows me, don't, don't think that, you know, my highlight reel is the, my entire life, because there's definitely, there's definitely ups and downs. But I don't like the downs. So I don't like talking about it just like anybody else. So I just mean, try to stay positive. I like it. And un-
0: it. Unfortunately for you, for the next 30 minutes, this, my show, what I really like to do is talk about those downs. And the reason being, you're <laughs> right, Not it, they're not fun to talk about. But the whole idea with my, my thing is, avoid the confusion is you need to understand what you're getting into. And this is why I like to have people like you come on here, because it is so easy to sit around and look at the highlight reels of everybody else and think that they don't struggle. And you believe that they don't have issues. You believe they don't face cash flow. You believe they don't have employees that aren't showing up and laying out of work. And you just think, well, they got everything Uh, perfect. And as soon as I figure out how to get to where Bill is, my life's going to be super easy. When in reality, it doesn't matter where you are. Life's Mm -hmm. always going to be life. You're always going to have issues. So, Talking about leaving the flooring company, exiting that company, not getting any money for it and going and yeah. starting something brand new. How, how, what was your mindset? How were you, were you scared, excited, you know, and then, and then I got well, a piggyback question yes. too. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, scared, excited. I knew life was changing. Um, I didn't know if it was for the good or for the bad, you know, um, everything's a risk because when I acquired the countertop company, it was a deal of a lifetime Basically for what he was asking for it, but also there was no evidence to back up that they made money. They didn't, the books were not kept at all. The only reference I had of cash flow or or money was just bank statements. And, you know, like many businesses, you know, a lot of cash didn't go to the bank and the numbers got skewed. And I really didn't know where they stood other than he said, oh, we do this a year. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. That's five times more than I do now. I'm in but I had no proof of it. And the economy was changing, you know, uh, for the last few years, there's, it's been ups and downs with, you know, I don't know how good we're going to do, but you know, I knew with the flooring company, I was making a little bit of money for a ton of headaches. And I knew regardless that I wanted to exit that because it was more of a headache for me than anything. And so I wanted to focus more on my remodel company. And then, you know, the countertop thing was just, it scared the crap out of me because of It had many more employees than I had. It had a much bigger space than I had. It had a lot more overhead than I had or was used to. Um, Even with my other two companies combined, this place still did double, if not more than my two companies I already had. And so keeping that many people busy scared me, making sure we made this much money every month scared me. Like the monthly numbers we do now is like, what? How could a business do this much? Like it's so much. But i'm not like rolling in it like i'm financially well off but i'm not like you know i'm not living on yachts and just like traveling you know i'm just doing whatever i want it takes work and um it's scary and it's a big risk you know so like i might have and do nice things but that doesn't mean that i'm not struggling inside internally or in any, every aspect of my life, things will struggle, um, with, with my relationship at home with friends and finances and my time. And, you know, some days I got to stay later than other days. Some days I got to show up earlier than other days. And some days I got to have tough conversations and explain why this happened. And it's not all like sunshine and roses and rainbows and unicorns and stuff. It's very scary. It's very stressful. And, you know, the reward pays off, but like it just it don't come easy. And that's that's what I want to avoid the confusion Uh (laughs) and (laughs) and just like let people know that it's I'm lucky. Yes. But it's also it's it's work and it's very stressful and it's very demanding. And it's like it's not for everybody. And so like people listening that think they want to jump into something like this, just know that you need to be mentally prepared because it will just challenge you. Like Absolutely. there's just words can't describe what it will do to you. I mean, I'm, I'm losing my hair and like, I'm getting stressed out and I'm getting headaches and like, I get tension headaches frequently. And like, I stress, you know, like it's a stressful thing. It is. So
0: it is all businesses, all leadership roles are too, you know, not only do you, did you take on the 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 stress of the overhead and the day-to-day operations, but with new employees come new issues, Mm -hmm. people wanting to get cars and houses and coming to you for advice. It's like you, you take on a whole new family of, of people that, mm-hmm. that come to you for answers too. that, to me, that the people is where the majority of my stress comes because I really care deeply for the people that work for me. And I know you do too. I've seen you building some amazing culture over there, but <laughs> my piggyback question was leaving the flooring company, buying a new company, all this overhead. I know your wife is very supportive because I know the two of you, but I, how was that conversation? Was it pretty easy to have And you go home and say, Hey, we're going to stop doing all this and we're <laughs> going in a different direction because you know, my yeah. wife's supportive too, but, uh, you know, every now and then she's like, you need to pump the
1: brakes, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my answer really depends on if she's going to listen to this or not. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, I, you know, um, when, when it comes to like big things like this related to business, I'm probably a little more unconventional than, you know, maybe how others interact with their spouse or how they, what kind of information. So While she's supportive, yes. Even when I first started my business in 2016, when I said, Hey, I'm going to quit my job. Even though we have a baby and like, we're barely surviving and we're on like state aid and you know, all this stuff. I'm going to quit my secure job and I'm going to start a business. So like, even at that point, like that was scary to be like, I was making the most money I've ever made at that time, which was not a lot, but it was the most I've ever made. (laughs) To be like, I'm you know what? We saved like $5,000 and I said, I'm going to start my business. Even though I got massive debt and foreclosures and all this stuff on my record, like, let's forget all that. Let's forget that we're on state aid and let's start a business. That was scary, but she was very supportive and was like, you know, very open communication. Like we're going to do this and here's what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And she just said, you know what? I got, I got faith and trust in you to do it. And, and if it doesn't work, I know that you'll find a way because I'm just, I just, I'm born hustler mentality no matter what, like I, I'm used to, I'm used to hustling and finding my way to make money to get by no matter what, um, in a good way, in a bad way, but there's a book out. You could, you could find more details in my book, but when it came to like, Hey, I'm going to leave this company and I'm going to get into a new company here. I know that we all handle stress differently. And I know that I could absorb stress in a much better way than she can. And so I try to gather as much information as I can and process things and make the moves and make, put things in places to where I'm more confident in that conversation to her. Like, Hey, you know, I'm not going to like, if it, the the countertop company came into me and said, all right, uh, I'll, I'm selling my company for this much. Are you interested? If I just would have took that and said, and brought it to my wife and said, Hey, you know, they're selling their company. They want, um you know this much money for it should we buy it she'd be you know no i don't think so it's not a good idea it's scary blah blah blah. and it would have totally deterred me from my mindset instead i took that conversation i went to mike who was my coach at the time i said mike do you think this is a good idea from a business standpoint absolutely hands down yeah you know he's all like yes and so I, you know, like I say, it, it's a little unconventional. I might not indulge all the information to her up front, but it's more or less to save the stress on her thinking about it and worrying about it until I can come to her with a more secure conclusion yep. where, you know, like, Hey, this, this happened and you know, it's, it's not going to work out, but you know, it is what it is. Or, Hey, this opportunity came up and here's all these good reasons why it's going to work and why like we can't fail. And then, so I, I wait till I'm at a more secure position to kind of bring that up. You know, some people might say, "Well, you know, you need to be completely transparent to your spouse, and they need to know everything." I operate a little differently. Right or wrong, it works. She has faith in me and trust. And so, at the end of the day, I'm not like trying to go behind her back with it. Like I wouldn't just buy it and be like, "By the way, I bought a company." That's right. There was a con- there was a conversation, but I yeah. put together I put together the facts first and said. Here's why it's a good idea. So I could better make that sales pitch, if you will, mm-hmm. and say, here's why I think this is a good idea and save her the stress of like worrying about it because she deals with the kids in the house and everything else and me. And so I absorb that stress and I absorb that and I deal with that and I'm OK with that. That's one of my superpowers. Um, and I, I, but yeah, I'll all, that conversation well. Yeah, I'll be honest with you,
0: man. I, I really love that answer. In fact, that's a, it's very similar to how we do things here in my house. I don't give Macy every single detail every time, but I'll go to her and say, hey, I've got an idea. We've got this opportunity. I'm thinking about doing this, and she'll ask a few follow-up questions, and that's why I know I have to be prepared for those yeah. questions, no different than if yeah. I'm on a sales call or I'm pitching a business idea to an investor or whatever the case may be. It's the same thing. I have to, I have to sell it to her first. Um, So just so that she feels comfortable. And the reason being is because I don't want that unneeded and definitely unwanted stress and anxiety introduced to the home life because you're starting something new. You need need to be able to give your full focus and energy and attention to that. And um, you need, I need my, my home in order for sure in the evenings. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I, we, I operate very similarly. Um, just make sure I have all the facts. I know exactly what I'm getting into because yeah. I know she's a, she's a sharp girl. She's going to ask some some hard questions <laughs> from time to time. But at the end of the day, no matter what, she's always going to let me know that she believes in me. Only once she, uh, she questioned me just a tad bit. And she said, well, because I, I have a tendency and we all do being entrepreneurs, I, I'm willing to take <laughs> risk. I come from being very broke yeah. as a child so zero doesn't yeah. scare me that's like where I'm comfortable yeah. so I don't, I'm not scared <laughs> to go back there uh so I'm 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 more of a risk taker than she is so that at one time she did say if you can sell my dad I'm on board and uh, I went and sat down and sold her dad and he thought it was a great idea and here we are so luckily I was <laughs> able to, <laughs> to sell a yeah. dad who's not as much as a, a risk taker as me but uh yeah but man so how long have you been doing the kitchen and
1: bath remodeling as well? So I started that company in 2016, but I've been a carpenter my whole life. My, my uncle and grandfather are carpenters by trade. I grew up with remodeling and carpentry and tools. And, you know, there's pictures of me as like a six-year-old swinging a hammer. And I've just, I've always hung on my grandpa's back. I'm very close with my grandparents. You know, I was raised by the single mother. I'm an only child. And like the grandparents were a big part of my life. So my grandfather is more kind of like a father to me, father figure and my uncle were both very close growing up. And so like my grandma was an interior designer and my grandpa did remodeling. And so she thought she thought of the ideas and he did it in their own home and with their, they, they each own their own business too. So like I grew up around entrepreneurial people i grew up around remodeling and interior designing and so it's kind of like it's one of those things that's just in my blood and i've tried like every other thing and it always comes back to like this this is what i know this is what i believe in and i love the transformation of of homes whether it's your cabinets your kitchen your countertops your basement like whatever i just love living spaces changing so I've, i've just been around that my whole life
0: so whenever you whenever you the the countertop stuff were you afraid that it was going to affect your remodeling company as well because obviously it's a brand new project it's a brand new business you divided attention mm-hmm. did you have a did you already have a, a really good team in place or were those some, you know some things you had to work through as well
1: so what made it a little easier to kind of do that was like, there was a team in place. You know, I did have somebody in the office. I did have somebody doing the work. I did have somebody kind of managing things. And while it might not have been completely built out and solid and all that, um, with the countertop company, it was, it was really turnkey. Everybody was in place. So I didn't have to build a new team. Everybody stayed. And they've been there for years. So, like, there was already a salesperson. There was already somebody running the company. There was already somebody fabricating, installing, measuring, or not measuring. We had to hire a measure guy, but that was the only new hire we really had to make. So, everything was really turnkey. Like, it was a turnkey profitable business from day one with everybody in place. So, that was what was really appealing too, is that not only was it a heavily discounted price for the company it was a turnkey profit making business where I didn't really need to put in more capital to run day-to-day operations. Like we remodeled the whole place. We've put hundreds of thousands of dollars into this place Mm -hmm. without taking it out of my pocket. Like it came from the cash flow of the business. So it was like, I'm not used to this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm used to like putting myself into a debt or putting, you know, taking money out of the bank. And really dragging my account down to make things like this happen. And like, it just from day one, within the first six months, we spent a hundred grand just in renovations and cleaning house. And I'm not used to that. I'm still, it still is like wow to me, yeah. but, um, it was great. And so, like, I knew immediately, almost immediately, like the first week of like deposits and cash flow, I was like, Well, this was a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. and And, uh, So I I know a lot of people who
0: have a successful business and want to add another business. Now they just want to multiply, grow, level up. But I also know people who are struggling and think adding another business will help sort of subsidize some of that loss, mm -hmm. mitigate some of the money that they're losing. For people who are trying to manage CEO two businesses at once, what kind of advice would you have for them, especially... Like where do you believe someone needs to be in their current business before they add something else? Um, anyway. <laughs> that's because cause somebody yeah. who runs multiple businesses, you probably have some clarity there that could help a lot of people out.
1: Yeah. Um, because like I'll go back to the why when I owned the flooring store days. So I owned the, the remodeling company. I co-owned the flooring company. And then I was also doing some other things on the side. I dabbled in business coaching. I was working on personal development and, and personal branding of myself. And I was, you know, I started the podcast. I'm trying to do, trying to manage all these things thinking, well, I want to be good at a lot of different things and create all these avenues of income thinking that that's going to just make my life better. When in fact, like it, it kind of made things crumble a little bit because I was trying to do too much Mm -hmm. and uh, I kind of backed away from certain things. Like I kind of, you know, the things that didn't provide me income or or certain things like that, I had to kind of get away from and focus on what was making me money because that's my livelihood. And so I wouldn't necessarily dive into multiple businesses until you have one that's running well. First of all, like having the team in place in business one, is crucial because they're, they're running the business. So like in mine, I have, I have people running both companies essentially. Like I could take a two month vacation and come back and we would be profitable. We would have more money in the bank. You know, it's always the common question. If you could leave for X amount of days and come back and your business is making more money or it's profitable, then you know, you have a business, a company, you know, and that's, that's kind of my situation. Things are better when I'm here, obviously things run smoother and things get done more when I am present, but it's not to say that I couldn't leave and come back and things might be a little sloppier, but the business would still be here Yeah, because we've taken two, three week vacations before several times where I come back and everything's great. I got, you know, there's checks deposited. Like I, I am not that vital of a role that I need to be here which is ultimately, that was my end goal. I wanted, from day one, I wanted to create a business that did not need me because I do not want to work. I like to travel. I like things. I like to have freedom. That's richness to me, not the money. It's the freedom, but money creates the freedom. Absolutely. The two go hand in hand. And people say money.
0: Everybody says money can't buy you happiness. There is some truth to that. It can't make you happy, but, you know. Right, just having money in my pocket that's yeah. so right I, I heard a comedian say once that can buy a jet ski and he said have you ever tried to frown on a jet ski and i'm like that's, yeah, that's a valid exactly. point so money can uh, without a doubt make things
1: easier make things better but uh hey there's a country song that says <laughs> you know money can't make me happy but it can buy me a boat and a truck to pull it I, <laughs> so i, I got a it. boat and a truck to pull it
0: <laughs> absolutely man so you obviously have acquired businesses, bought existing businesses, built businesses from scratch, exited partnerships to, to the people who are listening, who maybe haven't pulled the trigger yet are thinking about going into business for themselves. What kind of advice would you have for someone who's thinking maybe they want to be an entrepreneur?
1: Mm, Think about it. (laughs) Think about it deep. And, and honestly, you know, when I first started, I didn't know, I didn't know nothing. Honestly, I, I, I had read one book in my life and it's Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And I, I've read that maybe two, three times throughout my life, throughout my 20s. And it's I, I was never much of a reader. I was I, I didn't follow, you know, motivational speakers or I didn't do coaching. I didn't even know about coaching until like a few years ago. So I didn't have all of the um, resources available to me, you know. And so what I naturally found out within myself that I've later come to figure out and, and now try to teach people is that when you're, when you're starting a business or trying to grow a business or whatever it is you're trying to do in life to be successful at. Um, and this, this goes from business to, to your physical fitness, to the relationship with your spouse, whatever it is, it it's all about like you're, your, the driving force behind that reason and and what you're passionate about and what your purpose is and what your why is. And I didn't know that those were the key building blocks to starting a business. When I did it, I just naturally felt that because at, at the time when I started, I decided that like, Hey, this great paying job is not good enough still for us. I Mm -hmm. see better for us. And so the driving force behind that decision for me was we just started having kids, you know, I, we, I we just got engaged. We're trying to like get into a better house. We want better vehicles. We want to get off of state aid. You know, we, we had the government paying for our insurance and our, our baby formula and all this stuff, you know, it's like, it's embarrassing, but it got us through, but having that like passionate why and purpose, that's what I think you need to focus on because that will in turn, I don't want to say guarantee success. Cause there's no guarantee but that will at least keep you motivated to continually pursue that success. Um, At least it did for me because I knew prior to having kids that if I failed at something, I didn't really care because I was only letting myself down. And I didn't, I just had like, I don't care attitude for most of my life. I still kind of don't care to be honest, but um, I care about certain things. But for me, it was just like, I, I can't let them down. And yep. so for me, that was like, I'm not failing. And if I fail, I'm picking myself up and I'm doing it again because I tried to start businesses in the past and I let myself down and I just brushed it off. And like, I'm still going to eat. I'm still going to have somewhere to live. I'm not worried about me. And so if you don't have kids, if you're not married, if you don't have like those, those reasons why, and those purposes, then find something that is like, you want a better life. You want a nicer car. You want to be able to travel, whatever it is that you might be passionate about. I would say just dig deep down and find that and use that as fuel to succeed in whatever it is you're trying. Like I said, this goes for for business, relationships, your, you know, your personal health, whatever it is. What's your reason for being great at that? You know, I learned that again through through Mike. And then even with Mark as my fitness coach, I was like, why why can't I stick with working out? Why can't I stick with like, I want to just like, I want to walk around and be fit and have a little little muscle on me. And he's And he really put that in the perspective for me, like, why do you succeed in business? Because you have a passionate purpose and why, right? Well, you clearly aren't passionate about like walking around being jacked. Like you just want to be, but why Mm -hmm. do you want to be? And I was like, it was at that moment. I was like, well, damn, I guess you're right. I just want to be jacked. I don't like need to be. I don't, there's no real reason other than I want to. And unfortunately, just wanting to succeed or be good at something is not good enough that's right. um, for most for most people. And so, I think just having having your why and, and just being passionate about something is what's going to drive you to succeed in whatever it is you're trying to succeed in, whether business or relationship or whatever. I think that's the key.
0: <laughs> I I would agree with you one hundred percent. And for me. And I'll share this real quick. For me, my why, for the most part, obviously, has been for my family. We have a a four-year-old son who's autistic. He's um, not nonverbal. He's Especially now, he's fixing to be five in September here in just two months, uh, a little over a month away. And um, he's talking a lot more. But what I have noticed is when he's not spending time inside our house, not around TVs, and we get him out of here, like we went to disney in february and during that trip just being outside walking around him experiencing things touching things his little personality comes out so much more and you know (laughs) he other than other than just yes or no or repeating things that we would say to him he had never openly shared much of anything with us and you're not really sure what he's capable of of doing and talking about but at one point me and my father-in-law while we were down in orlando in february we're looking at some different uh, ponds you know down in Orlando every 100 feet there's yeah. a there's a there's a bass <laughs> pond and we love the bass fish and we were talking and he 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 kind of giggled and I said Dada his name's Dawson I said Dada you think that's funny and he said that's a stinky swamp and <laughs> he just said something like I, I never heard him say swamp I had never heard him call anything stinky or anything like that <laughs> but me and my wife looked at each other and i thought he's opening up so much just being here using his imagination being at a magic kingdom you know a lot of people talk bad about disney and for, rightfully so i'm not i don't want to get into any of the politics of it but the place opened him up and so i looked at her <laughs> and i said we owe it to him to get him out of that house to have these type of experiences you know and obviously there's with him there's therapies every day so i had to make more money so that we could afford daily therapies and that kind of stuff so my why has always been has always been never been about me it's never been about the money it's always been about the experiences and the quality of life and making the memories and in fact when we first started doing well and started making money I went and bought a big jacked up flashy truck we bought my wife a new (laughs) suburban you know it was like it was like four or five months in uh after after we had been doing really well for a while I looked and Our run rate just to keep the doors open was at $37,000 a month. And I thought, you know, 18 months ago, we didn't make this in a year. Like, what are we doing? This is crazy. And so we've slowly been back to sort of downsizing, took advantage of the used car market, unloaded some of that expensive stuff we didn't actually need. And we've now been spending money On uh, When we do spend money and not reinvest it in the company, it's going right back into quality of life. It's going to experiences with our kids and that type stuff. And that's my why. That's what drives me. So I've always got a trip or a vacation or something we're pursuing. I want to take my daughter's fixing to turn 16 in October. She wants to go to New York. We're trying to take her to New York for her birthday, like that type stuff. Um, Yeah. um, I joined uh, Grant Cardone's little, great american speak off I'm, I'm gonna try my hand at some speaking okay. and i'm we're taking a trip to chicago in october so we'll be in your neck hey, and i'll be here that's right yeah so we'll come we'll stop by and see you while we're up there we, we chose chicago my wife's always wanted to go and see it and the dates worked out so i'm gonna see if i can't do some speaking up there man but bill thank you so much for coming on man like i said it wouldn't take long but before we hop off of here i know people are going to hear more of what you have to say you clearly a wealth of knowledge. How can they find you? Tell us a little bit about your book and everything too, and make sure that, that you don't get yeah. any stone turn.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know what? As you were saying that, I had one more quick little thing about oh, yeah. being successful when you're when you're trying to start a business. Don't be afraid to dream too big. So when I first went in to talk to an accountant about starting a corporation, he said, okay, how much revenue do you think you're going to do? I said, mm, 50,000 a year? Like I, I could hope, cause I'm just going to work on my own. I'm like, I don't know if I can make 50,000 a year, I'll be good. So let's just put 50,000. Well, that first year we did several hundred thousand and then have since gone to a million and a million plus. And so I didn't allow myself to see or believe those numbers were possible for myself. I was like, I'm good with 50,000, you know, in 2016, it was still, I don't know. I was like, that's, that's good. Right. Yeah. And I just didn't see the potential. I just thought, I don't know what I thought to be honest, but I would just say, don't, don't, don't be afraid to dream too big. If you think you want to make a million dollars, you want to make a few hundred thousand, it's possible with the right amount of work ethic and, and, you know, some stars aligning and all that, but it's definitely possible things beyond your wildest dreams. I never thought I would be in this position where I'm at today, financially, just in life in general, having the things we have, doing the things we do, starting this business in 2016, I would have just been happy to own a home and have a clean, newer car. And now we have like new cars every two years. You know, I completely remodeled my home. We take trips all the time. And so I didn't see that for myself or my family. So and don't don't be afraid be, to, to
0: dream. Before you tell people how to find you, I'm going to, Piggyback off that real quick. I'm gonna share. I, I made the same mistake. I remember telling my accountant in January a few years ago that I, I was so excited. I said, I think we'll, I think I can hit a million in revenue this year. And he kind of looked at me funny and he's like, Uh, yeah, I think you'll do more than that. And I said, I don't know. I don't, but I think we can do a million. I really do think we'll do a million. And over the next 12 months, we did a little over three, it was 3.2 million. So I didn't dream anywhere near big right. enough. I had no idea what was even possible for me. And since we we now own multiple businesses that do great yeah. numbers and the, the hardest part for me coming from the childhood that I came from being broke the way that we were not having things. I remember what dinner was like at my house as a kid. And so now, I also on the on the other side of this is I was feeling immensely guilty for having this much success. I felt like I had to be doing something wrong. I felt like people wouldn't like me. I had I had been taught my whole life that people with money, successful people were greedy. And if they weren't so greedy, maybe we could have something, too. So there was a (laughs) lot of junk DNA. It was so bad for me. I literally got physically sick. I was depressed. I didn't want to, I didn't want to continue in business. It was it was very hard. And it took and and I'm gonna go ahead and talk about I've never said this out loud, not once, but I spent a weekend retreat and I consumed the medicine ayahuasca because I had to get deep down in my psyche and figure out why I feel like I don't deserve things, why I almost want to self-sabotage at times. And through that journey, that medicine, so much was revealed to me about my life. I came out of that experience fundamentally different. It changed how I mm-hmm. perceived the world around me. And uh, I met a, in fact, I met an amazing guy there that was there for the weekend. Um, this this trip was fairly recent over the last few months. And he's a physician in Arizona. He's going to be coming on my podcast and sharing his story. And and I think a lot of people need to hear that too. But man, I just wanted to share not based on what you said that why is super important but also dreaming big enough you you don't realize what you're capable of absolutely anything that uh-huh. you believe you're capable of and you're not capable of anything that you don't believe you're capable of it's all your belief systems if you can uh-huh. change how you believe and you can and you can adjust your perception you can literally accomplish anything in life but man once yeah. again thank you so much let everybody know how to find you
1: yeah so like you mentioned, I have a book out. It came out last October. Um, it's called Rebel With A Cause. Um, you can find it on Amazon. These, there's a few other kind of renditions, not renditions, but other books with similar titles. So if you search Rebel With A Cause and then use my name, either put Bill Baker or Baker with it, it'll kind of hone in so you don't have to scroll to find it. But Rebel With A Cause is on Amazon. You could also find me on Linktree um, slash Bill Baker. I got all my links on there. I have all my personal stuff. I have business links and contact information. Um, The link's on there too for the Amazon page for the book if you have trouble finding it. And that's it. I'm most active on Facebook and look up my name and find me there.
0: Awesome. Bill appreciate you man thank you so much always a wealth of knowledge enjoy every time we get the you know opportunity to sit and have a conversation man i appreciate you coming on here absolutely appreciate you having me thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of avoid the confusion we hope you found it inspiring and informative remember success is not just about the talent it's about mental toughness perseverance and the willingness to learn and grow make sure that if you found value in this episode today that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes if you truly found it valuable share it with your friends and family so they too don't miss episodes moving forward and then don't forget to join us again next week as we bring you another top performer in their respective field and explore what it takes to be the best version of you for you thanks again for listening to avoid the confusion we'll see you next week